Welcome to the New Earth Architectress, where we'll be exploring together what is an architectress, what is the new earth, and how is the evolution in consciousness paving the way for your leading role in architecture. I'm your host, Aisha Rose Melody Hassan, and I'm so excited to share with you what's possible when you lead a prospering design practice aligned with spirit and your divine calling. If you're a woman architect or designer who's hearing a deep call to take your stand as an ancient temple builder of the future, welcome. Now is the time and we are the ones. Hey, today I am gonna be sharing how I birthed the sacred blueprint system. This system birthed through with a series, through a series of um, dreams, downloads, inspirations, um, you know, impulses that really shook my body um, and forced me to step out of the old paradigm and quit my job and and start re-revolutionizing architecture in a way that is heart-centered, compassionate, uh, a way that acknowledges the existence of the spirit of place, the nature spirits, acknowledges the subtle realms and the world of spirit, and weaves this spiritual wisdom into practicing architecture, into a new way of practicing architecture. And you know, this is very much a feminine approach, an approach that is riding on the rise of the divine feminine. We hear about this a lot, the rise of the divine feminine. And while this doesn't really have to do with men or women, sexual orientation in particular, um, but what it what it's what this arising rising of the divine feminine is is the rising of the 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 expression of the feminine aspect of us aspect within our bodies aspect within our culture the feminine aspect within uh the way we create our world and so we see this a lot now, more and more people are um, building offices and new systems that are more inspired by intuition, for example, working with the intuition. Well, the intuition is a feminine thing. It is a feminine, more mysterious realm. And um, for so many years, uh, we have been working in a more masculine way it's been more masculine dominated outcomes product making money structures systems um intellect that's a big one intellect and this dominant intellect of the mind with a small m I want to make a distinction there i mean there's the greater mind, which is more connected to the greater cosmos. Um, but the mind that is maybe driven by small ego and um, the lower self, right? Um, 
dominating the scene of architecture where we have a lot of designs, projects being birthed from the mind, from the intellect, from certain concepts that we are hanging on to, attaching to, drawing a bunch of lines on. I mean, I'm, I'm doing a I'm, I'm trying to explain this in, in the most, you know, uh, efficient way possible for you, um, because I'm not someone who speaks in, in black and white. So that's why I find it challenging. But basically, you know, we see a lot of architects that are designing projects out from their intellect and they are not connecting to their intuitions enough. They're not, which, which requires listening, which requires listening, listening to the land, listening to your clients and allowing the project to birth out of that listening process, allowing the project to birth out of a realm that cannot be defined or preconceived at the initial design stage stages. And while there are a lot of, you know, architects that, um, you know, they're, they are birthing through this more mind intellect, you know, they may say that they are actually spending time in the realm of their intuition, et cetera. But I would um, challenge them to say that they're not actually uh, deepening in this this the realm of spirit the realm of intuition to the degree that we need to as a humanity this is not about a competition between who you know which design method is better and you know i'm you know there's so much competition in the architecture world architects are extremely competitive uh even if it's not um outwardly apparent on a subtle level it is it is there i was i was even competitive in university i remember that um so the spirit the feminine tapping into our intuition this is this awakening is a result of this rise of the divine feminine and you know ancient cultures uh, our indigenous brothers and sisters worked in a way with the land communed with the land in a way that uh was much more balanced the feminine and masculine aspects of uh forms of expression walking this life and uh communing with each other communing in society communing you know relating to to each other there was more of a balance there. Um, now, of course, I never lit. I can't, you know, tell you, give you specific examples because I am not, um, you know, in. What what I mean is, each culture, each culture, has, um, had high points and low points, and there were moments in time in these cultures where the balance was present so that's what i want to meet to say 
um, because it's not like ancient cultures and indigenous communities, like it, it means like that they were getting it right perfectly all throughout time. That's not true. But there were certain uh, climaxes, you could say, uh, areas, zones, uh, uh, moments in time where where they they stroke this sweet spot. Uh, Ephesus is an example of that. The high times, especially in the Hellenistic period, uh, before the Roman influence, the ancient city of Ephesus was an example of a high culture where they were mastering the bridging between the bridge between masculine and feminine. They were bridging spirit with matter in the most impeccable, sophisticated way. Um, so it's time to bring this back again, women. And I am calling on you, women in particular, because with women, women have the hold the, the magic and the keys to open this portal, open this, this pathway into a new way of practicing architecture and pioneer this new way of practicing architecture. So back to the sacred blueprint system. Uh, I was receiving inspiration prior to COVID, you know, a couple of years prior to COVID. And um, I was guided to create this system when I was studying alchemical energy healing. So I am a certified alchemical energy healing practitioner. And this healing modality is based in uh, the ancient Egyptian mysteries and draws also from indigenous wisdom and was birthed by Nikki Scully. Uh, she is in Oregon, United States, and she led tours to ancient Egypt for many, many years. And I was taught by uh, one of her students, who is now a teacher in Canada. Her name is uh, Nicole Balog. Uh, Balog, I believe that's how you pronounce her last name. And, um, and I started studying this healing work when I decided to take a break from architecture. In fact, I wanted to give up. I wanted to give up because I was so depleted. I was so drained. I was so tired. And I just it, it my, my body did not feel at home in the in working in the offices uh, for countless hours in front of the computer. Um, you know, while we do have site visits, construction site visits, it's heavily, heavily computer oriented based, and uh, and and more than that, women, more than that. I mean, that's just kind of like a one aspect, external, more of an outer aspect. But the, 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 the most, the core aspect or the core reason why I stepped out of the, the conventional system is because I needed to, to start helping to build the temples of the future of the new earth through co-creating with the spirit of the land. Um, and it's a path that I'm still discovering as it unfolds. And I'm being guided 
right now to certain locations in, in the world to start to build these temples. And um, where was I? So alchemical energy healing. I was going to give up. And, and I decided to take a break and start uh, studying, so continue my studies in esoteric wisdom and deepen in my spiritual skills, gifts, practice, okay? Uh, and it was an amazing experience, and I still do practice alchemical healing, and I incorporate it into the my offers for my one-on-one -on -one clients. Uh, so they all get to experience the transformational power of these healing sessions, and it really helps them to uh, to to process trauma, to acknowledge certain parts of themselves, shadow aspects, parts of their childhood, or you know, uh, parts of their inner child that need acknowledging and honoring in order to take the next step into their leadership. And uh, often these fears are that are lodged in our body will uh, prevent us, hold us back, even sabotage our visions. And so uh, I integrate this deep work into uh, my mentoring services for for my my high level clients. Uh, so it's, it's yeah, it it all it all unfolds for a reason, right? So alchemical energy healing. When I was getting to know the nature spirits, the the netters, the neteru, um, I have some cards up here actually that I pulled this morning from uh, Linda Star Wolf, Wolf and Nikki Scully's Anibus Oral, Oracle deck. I'll take a few others out. Okay, let's, let's bring in. We've got Mut, Nekmet Mother Mut, number one. We've got Isis, uh, Knum, Sobek, Horus. Sekhmet. These are all aspects of God, aspects of consciousness, archetypes, Toth, illumination, architect of wisdom, enlightened communication. And there are many more in the deck. And I work with these energies in, uh, in the sacred blueprint system, as well as uh, in in my alchemical energy healing work so when i was deepening and getting to know getting to know my guides and getting to know the netters the neteru um i received there was one day where i received a a really strong message uh powerful message from them saying that saying telling me to not give up and that I am here to birth and pioneer the new architecture by bridging spirit with form. And I remember like actually 
wanting to run away from the task and wanting to just just like I laughed I laughed and then there was this huge weight on my shoulders I'm like oh god really I gotta go back I gotta go back to to architecture I just had it in my head that it was too hard uh and I also was freaked out because I was terrified of being ostracized by the architecture association what are they going to think of me when I start speaking about spirit the spiritual realms and uh working with energy and you know that's all airy fairy stuff that's all fluffy oh you know you can add that you can add that service on at the end I'm so happy that I pursued that I listened I'm so happy that I listened and pursued the path of my soul's mission because now I am confidently unapologetically um without people pleasing expressing my truth and sharing how I sharing uh how I believe uh and know to how I believe it's very hot women it's like 40 degrees today <laughs> celsius okay so it's taking me a bit of time to process my thoughts how i believe architecture should be what the process uh, should be like in order to uh make the way for abundance vitality joy magic light uh and and respect this earth this mother earth that has been raped and destroyed and um cut up into pieces for way too long for way too long and so i listened i listened to the netters and they i want to bring forward pata because he's also helpful with the energy of architecture and the new earth the new aeon he's the one who speaks oh by so for for those of you listening to the podcast hop on over to my youtube channel so that you can actually see the cards on the video of this uh of this episode um otherwise use your imagination your intuition to tune into these energies as i pull these cards up so the new eon visionary prophet imagination uh pata was called upon whenever temples needed to be built in ancient egypt and he helped to lay the grid work for the blueprints to be aligned with the cosmos and the earth energy lines etc there is also seshat uh who i want to tune into like connect with more i believe she was toth's partner um and she was a geomancer she well was and she is her energy is geomancy um okay pata pata helps to manifest it, things into form and you can see in his card that there are symbols for music art stars creativity nature there's a bird he speaks the world into being 
right? In the beginning was the word and the word was with God. So the netters, they supported me. Mwah! I love you all. I love you all. You, they are all aspects of God, the one. And they, they supported me in, in birthing the sacred blueprint. And so I would receive images. I remember during, this was like right before I quit my, my part-time job. That was like the last, the last uh, phase of being in conventional architecture. I was extremely sick. I had some kind of a lung issue and um, I was sick for so long. I mean, my body just didn't want to be doing what I was doing anymore. And but the illness provided me the time to to rest and lie down. I'm a mother as well. And so my son, what what how old was he then? Like three or something, three or four, um, maybe even a bit older, four or five. But in any case, I was receiving downloads during this illness. And I started writing, started writing, 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 writing out this new system and what I saw and felt to be the, the main anchor points, the main, the fundamentals of this system. And um, with, with, of course, with spirit's guidance. And I was shown um, the directions. I was shown the four directions. I was shown the, the four elements uh, and that, this the this this system started to be birthed out of a journey through these sacred elements a cyclical journey a cyclical journey that i would take my clients along to birth their dream sanctuaries a cyclical journey that supported them to see the essence of who they are to awaken their soul's purpose to design a space that is really vibrating at a frequency that supports their, their own energetic structure, their own soul, their own um, desires, their life goals, what they want to manifest. So often we see... Um, architects and clients beginning a the process of a design uh, of a design by depending too much on the external world what do i mean by that depending on external images from pinterest or int uh, or uh, instagram uh, i've shared this before in in previous podcast episodes uh, but i can't emphasize it enough you know um to, to relinquish your attachments to the external world and begin by going within. Begin by going within. And that was a critical starting point. That is a critical starting point for the sacred blueprint system. I don't even take any photos of the site, the property. I have designed projects where I don't take any photos and, and, and encourage my clients to not to not take any photos unless it's super critical that we have a certain photo towards the end of the process. 
um, that I need to incorporate and into the into the design images. But to start out by going within and to support my clients to do the same. Now, I have a lot of my my uh, the women that I mentor are some of them have a lot of hesitation to guide their clients through um, a spiritual process one that requires them to tune in, to meditate, close their eyes, connect with their soul, their intuition. They're always scared. Is it going to be like, ah, are they going to be like, oh, this is such a spiritual stuff? Or, um, you know, are they going to, they fear that they're going to be mocked and not taken seriously. And so I always encourage them to take leadership and to uh, trust that this process will, um, awaken something within their clients that hasn't been touched for such a long time. You know, there are so many of so many clients that have surprised me in the past. You know, you may make an assumption that they may not be open to spiritual to, to working with energy and spirit. Um, and that, you know, they're, you know, that they just want you to draft up their project you know, they show you a cup, some images and that's it, but they, you'd be surprised at how many people nowadays are thirsty, thirsty, thirsty for a deeper experience. Thirsty for connecting with their inner world in such a way, in a way that they've never been invited to before. And so the sacred blueprint system does this. It supports my clients to, uh, to be holding the reins to their own transformation process, to transform their property into their dream sanctuary, rather than me being the architect who comes up with all these layout options right at the beginning of the design process, rather than me being the architect that merely copies and drafts up the, the designs that are given to me at, uh, from the onset, images that are passed on to me. Do this, do this. I want this to look like this. I want the kitchen to look like this. I want the roof to be like this. This is the style. This is the color. There's so much pressure too with that. And look, I'm not saying that every single architect on this planet needs to adopt the sacred blueprint system, although that would be pretty cool. <laughs> Imagine what would what what kind of architecture would birth from there. But what I'm saying is is that everyone has their own path, and you know they're meant to to birth to to create architecture in the way that they're meant to. Um, Uh, and so, but, but what, what, what the problem is, what the problem is, is that we've been taught and frankly programmed to design spaces, buildings, gardens, whatever the scale of project it may be in such a way that only depends on the mind, the intellect. Yes, some creativity is involved. Absolutely. We were taught that in architecture school to, you know, to, to 
how to develop a concept, right? But we were not taught about the subtle energetic dimensions of nature. And that is a fundamental, there's a fundamental set of laws that exist within nature that the ancient temple builders knew about. They needed to be trained in these laws. When I say laws of nature, I also mean spiritual laws, laws of spirit, laws of how things are built, manifested, and formed in this world. Laws about of consciousness. And ancient cultures were rooted in these this knowledge work that was done for, ha for us. You know, the groundwork was laid on behalf of the mystics, the priests, the temple builders. And as an outer expression of that in rituals, we see a lot of foundation stone ceremonies in ancient cultures, Pray prayer ceremonies, gratitude ceremonies, right? Before any kind of building is placed on the land or even, um, yeah, before it's even placed on the land, right? The land was consulted. So the sacred blueprint incorporates this. And so as I was receiving these downloads, I then started to put, put this system into a structure that would be easy for my clients to follow, both in terms of timing and in terms of what kind of exercises I would provide my clients to, to make it easeful and joyful for them to, to design this optimal blueprint for their property that's aligned with their soul, aligned with their unique energetics, aligned with the spirit of place. Now, this process isn't for everyone. That's why I have application forms for, you know, for property owners, land stewards, visionary leaders who want to birth a community or a, you know, a spiritual center, a sanctuary that is their home. Because it requires a, a certain willingness and openness to, to take an unconventional path to play in a in 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 the unknown and to to try on something new so the sacred blueprint is now you know i wanted to share it's like this living breathing thing <laughs> essence uh energy it's a being in itself and the sacred blueprint is not me it's not my personal me and I have to remind myself that too sometimes when I get bogged down or you know I run into some challenges with my business or run into challenges even about how to express the sacred blueprint share the sacred blueprint with the world and I always remember right I am the steward for this being this energy this impulse the system. 
and it is teaching me it is informing me it is growing me so you know each year as i deepen in the sacred blueprint system by trying it on with my clients i discover more and more profound aspects of it so women if you are if you are feeling the nudges to to birth something yourself um and you know you're realizing you're starting to put a bunch of pieces together pieces of the puzzle together and high chances you are at a stage of of maturation of your womanhood where you are ready to start piecing those puzzle that those puzzle pieces together and it's you're starting to connect the dots like oh you're right like i did alchemical energy healing right that's directly connected to this new way of creating architecture oh my god of course that's why all these years i've been meditating and do and studying esoteric wisdom and uh you know like of course that's totally connected to what i need to do i i taught as well for many years at a university in turkey and i realized okay right i got the teaching skills there right so now i'm mentoring i'm guiding women through this process and on and a process of how they can can birth their own modality so if you're if you're starting to like you know feel this impulse birthing through you i highly encourage you to keep on going you may feel really scared to uh quit your job right now or or transform your current architecture practice you may be scared to start speaking about energetic wisdom in the spotlight in meetings with you know developers and investors and i'm not saying that every single conversation with every single person needs to be the same script in terms of how you're going to share that wisdom but we've we've held back for too long women we've just we've held back for too long and we've been in hiding for too long it's time to speak your truth it's time to speak your wisdom so the sacred blueprint now is living breathing flourishing and is supporting the success of my business and and supporting to build this these these sacred blueprints of our new earth this is a vehicle a system to to build the the communities the the new housing systems the new parks the new cities the new eco villages the new art the new land art the new forms that we need as a collective in order to grow in a way that is um nourishing 
for uh, for all, for our mind, body, and soul. Nourishing for the next seven generations. You may be hearing um, the chop saw. <clears throat> um, I love the sound of the chops. I had to leave the, the window open. The builders are building next door. Um, they're working on our kitchen now. I'm so excited for our kitchen. I finally bought this stove that I love. It's by Smeg. Um, and women before I could never afford high level things. And, uh, you know, I am now successfully and abundantly supporting the construction of our home and able to invest in, in high level, beautiful materials that are nourishing. And yeah, so I'm excited about the kitchen. That's why you're maybe hearing some construction sounds. I don't know if you can with this microphone. Um, yes, women building the new earth. That is what you have come to this planet for. And we need to build the earth, the new earth with goddess power, with feminine flow, with spiritual wisdom, with our intuition and our heart, our compassion. So we stop creating spaces, environments that kill us rather than nourish us. All right, that's the sacred blueprint system. And I'm excited to reveal more and more about it in, in the days to come. I'm also working on with my team uh, on making some improvements to the Sacred Blueprint online course. So I'll be sending some uh, messages out when, um, when it's ready to, to when, it's, when the doors are open for the course. So uh, I look forward to, to sharing that when, when the time is right all right talk to you next time bye bye thank you for tuning into the new earth architectress it's my intention to inspire more women architects and designers to come out of hiding and unleash their intuitive powers to lead a prospering design practice aligned with spirit and their divine calling while making a powerful impact on earth. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to subscribe, leave a five-star review on iTunes, and share this episode with women who you know are feeling the nudges to take the big leap and bridge spirit with design. You can find out more about me and the New Earth Architect Dress Movement by visiting AishaRoseMelodyHassan.com Until next time, Gule Gule!